You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, DJs, it is Monday, December 11th. We've got our NFL Week 14 recap, Monday Night Football Games, that's plural, NBA, NHL, and a new $700 million man. I'm Mad Max. Join me, the one and only Six Panther Panther. I know we've got a ton of NFL to get to, but let's talk about Shohei Otani getting $700 million over 10 years. He's your god. Is is this what's is this deal worth it? Like, what do you think? I think that's what it was going to take. Um, we knew he was going to get paid. We just weren't really sure what the amount was, and there was only really, really only a handful of teams that was going to afford his services. But I think the big takeaway for me is like seeing what other teams are paying, not only the, the other stars, but their entire roster. Shohei Otani's single season, $70 million, is more than the entire roster of six other franchises. It's a broken system that doesn't work. I don't care what anybody says. In Major League Baseball, it doesn't work. But coincidentally, as it doesn't work, we've actually had nine different world series champions in the last 10 years. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do know Otani got paid. I'm not surprised by the amount. I'm not surprised by who did it. I'm just more disappointed in who did it. Cause I was really more excited for like the Cubs or the Rangers or the blue Jays were apparently in the mix. I wanted somebody else other than the same. No, I'm over this shit, Max. Now, you and I are older, so you'll get this reference. A lot of our listeners won't. But for $70 million, I expect him to be Bugs Bunny out there. I expect him to be fucking playing every single position, hitting, uh, like, everything. All, like, 
everything for $70 million. Uh, dude's not even going to pitch next year. You know, dude, dude's not even going to pitch. He's just going to be a hitter next year. So you're banking on yep. him getting healthy. You're banking on him being able to be the pitcher that he was beforehand, too. And not even you know? playing defense. He's just a DH. Right. That's it. So to me, I, I I agree this is what you're going to have to pay, I guess. Uh, but I also think the Dodgers were in competition with themselves. I don't think anyone got anywhere close to $70 million a year. Anywhere close to that. You know, I I, I was hearing uh, uh, Toronto might have got up to like 56 or 57 a year or something like that, you know. So I, I really think they probably outbid themselves. Now, to the point here is, this is such a Dodgers move. And what do we think about the Dodgers over the last, I don't know, we'll say 15 years. I'll give it 15 years. Let's look back 15 years. Is they spend money. And they don't win many championships. In fact, still to this day, they got the one bubble championship. Yeah. That's it. That's all they got. So they can spend money. They spend money all they want. To me, this reeks of, you know, the the fucking Albert Pujols deal. You know, it's just like, ah, great. You're, you're spending a lot of money. You know, no, I, want, I, got, I, got, I got to give credit where credit's due. One, one of the uh, DJs of the asylum is like, well, at least he doesn't have to move. <laughs> gets to keep his house. Uh, he's not going to have to leave uh, Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I, I mean, to me, I was hoping for Seattle, you know, like throw him on that young Seattle team. Uh, Texas would have been scary as fuck if he, <laughs> if he went to Texas. Um, you know, I, I, I know the Mets were out of it. I know Boston's out of it. So there's two big kind of like big franchises that were out of it. Uh, Yankees, they seem to have made their move with Juan Soto already. I mean, he's going to end up getting, uh, he's going to get paid. You know, Juan Soto's going to get paid. They already got fucking the albatross of the contract with, with, uh, 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 Giancarlo Stanton. So to me, it, it was, it was intriguing to see like Toronto and Chicago kind of pop, pop up, uh, and, and Seattle still kind of on the fringes, but yeah, lo and behold, the Dodgers fucking do it. $700 million fucking insane we'll see how that plays out we'll see how the rest of the hot stove plays out uh over the next few weeks it does heat up and, you know we've already seen some signings and trades but it's only gonna get crazier now that the, that first big domino fell you know right 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 now we're gonna see guys like cody bellinger there's an arsenal of pitchers that are out there um so yeah i think i think there was a lot of players and agents waiting for the Otani domino to fall because here's the other thing I didn't know there's only a handful of guys that are even going to be anywhere near the solar system of Otani money but it does kind of give you something to start gauging on negotiations moving forward nobody's going to come close to this money for several years yeah and apparently I don't think there's an opt-out either I think that's just the contract you know, some of these guys uh, sign the big deals and have opt-outs after three, four years or something like that. I think this is this is the this is it. This is etched in stone. He's he's just a Dodger for the next decade for seven hundred million dollars. And oh, by the way, I mean he still seems young enough that he can probably sign another deal after this, right? I mean, he's he still could get another deal. I think he's thirty-six when this one's over. I'm just saying, maybe maybe he could get another deal after that. Maybe. Anyway, Maybe. let's move on to the NFL. Lots to talk about in the NFL. Point number one, 
Are the Lions in trouble? Detroit lost 28-13 to to the Bears yesterday. It was their second loss in three games. The win that was sandwiched in between those two losses was a 33-28 win over the Saints. Lions continue to plummet in the opponent's points allowed per game. That is a mouthful to say. But they continue to just drop week to week, giving up lots of points. Um, they've got Denver next week, which is no longer a gimme game with this Denver team. Uh, they got two more against the Vikings. They got a game against Dallas as well. So I'm going to ask you this: Are the Lions in trouble? Not, not of you know making the playoffs, but of doing anything in the playoffs. Um, I know, yeah, they're not in trouble of making the playoffs. The hell, but they could be in trouble of winning their own division. I mean, Minnesota's still lurking. Green Bay's gotten hot, and they've fallen into that category of we can't trust them anymore it was one of those things where we could depend on their offense but now their offense isn't scoring Goff's making mistakes he's running for his life and the defense has reverted back to 2022 Detroit Lions where they just can't stop anybody from scoring it's like a revolving door here's a touchdown for you here's a touchdown for you here's a field goal for you if they can't I mean god damn it they let the Bears into the 30s what the hell this is not acceptable, and it's not encouraging. As high as we were on the Detroit Lions, I've got reservations on these Lions. They're no longer in the same conversation as the Niners and the Eagles and have probably appropriately been replaced by another team we're going to talk about in one of your other points. I, and the bigger concern, too, is I think Jared Goff is, is a shell of what he was earlier in the season. you got to remember that this guy did not throw an interception uh, for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. I mean, he threw two yesterday, only at 161 yards. Um, I'm just going to go through Jared, uh, Jared Goff's recent games. 161, one interception, uh, uh, one touchdown, two interceptions. 213, two touchdowns, no interceptions. 332, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. 236, two touchdowns, three interceptions. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's five interceptions over his last four games combined, you know, um, only got 10 on the season. So good turnover. To, but it, this was a guy that just wasn't turning the ball over. And it seems like you can't trust him to do that. And then yes, yes. Like yesterday was not dynamic the week before against the saints. That, you know, that's a tougher defense, but 16 for 25 last week, you know, uh, just, I worry that Jared Goff is just not doing the magical things that w- that were propelling them. I mean, this guy was on an MVP track earlier in the year, and not anymore. So if he can get things right, I think Detroit has a chance. But if he's not putting up offense and the defense giving up those points, I mean, yeah, they're fucked. They're absolutely does, fucked. Does this fall on coaching? Because I think they're becoming a little too reliant on their running game. It used to be pass, 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 and then – mix in a little run but i feel like like you said 25 pass attempts for golf and that offense that's not enough that's not what made this lions offense scoring barrage flourish now they're becoming a little too reliant on the running game and you know trying to use the run to set up the pass and it's putting them behind the eight ball i think they need to go back to what worked for them offensively last year and the first part of this season yeah, I totally agree. And, and you know, you think about this as a, a game management, right, in regards to, uh, all right, well, you know, we got a lead. Let's run the ball in the second half of the game. 
this seems like season management and it seems like a bad idea. It's, oh, we've got all these wins. We're going to make the playoffs. Let's just kind of like take it easy from here on out. Man, this team should be on the fucking foot on the jugular every single fucking game. And it doesn't seem like that. I think you're right there. All right. Moving on. Number two. Will the Bengals... Oh, look, look, Codfish here listening. Will the Bengals make the playoffs? We absolutely buried Cincinnati after Joe Burrow went down. But Jake Brown continues to impress. Bengals won another one yesterday. They absolutely fucking destroyed the Colts, 34-14. Steelers are in free fall. The Texans lost an embarrassing fucking game to the Jets yesterday. And if you look at right now, tiebreakers are in the Bengals' advantage is Cincinnati a team in the AFC that actually still makes the playoffs? Uh, there's a real chance. We, I, they're no longer dead and buried. It's like you know, from the thriller video, like an arm of a zombie is sticking out of the, the crypt and, and ready to wreak havoc. And I think, I think that they gave zero fucks, right? They just said, look, Browning, Browning's our guy, and we're going to call the plays, and he's going to run the offense, and they're out there doing it. And Joe Burrow, to his credit, didn't pull an Aaron Rodgers, didn't run off to California and go sit a, you know, rehab somewhere. He's on the sideline. He's tutoring. He's talking to his guys. This is his team, and he's there encouraging them and egging them on. And that offense, so that's two weeks in a row that they put up 30-plus. Again, not great defenses, but de- decent defenses. Yeah, am I going to say Cincinnati's going to make it? And I'm not going to say that. But I definitely like them better than Pittsburgh, uh, a handful. I mean, God damn it, Jacksonville, you mentioned them. Houston, I have no idea what's going on with them. Cincinnati's going the right direction. Why other teams are going the wrong direction. I'd look at Vegas and see if there's like a little flyer bet for the Bengals to make the playoffs. Yeah, here you go. You mentioned it. So the Cincinnati Bengals put up 34 points yesterday, put up 34 points last week. Uh, prior to that this season, they put up 30 points or more only twice, right? I mean, this is an offense that was struggling earlier in the year. They managed to win four games in a row, and they beat some impressive teams along that way uh, in their four-game winning streak. And now they're going to look back at that Steelers loss, the 16-10 uh, Steelers loss that might keep them out of the playoffs. But, I mean, they got the Vikings next week, another game against the Steelers. A game against the Chiefs, we'll get to them later. And a game against the Browns, we'll get them get to them in a minute. Um, it's it's possible. I, they you know they they got they seven wins right now. They got seven wins right now. They they could get to ten or eleven. So this is quite possible that the Cincinnati Bengals just bounce back and get into the playoffs. All right, point number three. So yeah, I told you we get to the Browns in a minute. It was even less than a minute. Can Joe Flacco lead the Browns to a playoff win? I'm at the point where it's not even about making the playoffs for the Browns with Joe Flacco. It's actually possibly winning a playoff game. Uh, we'll stay in the great state of Ohio where the Browns bounced back from that drubbing from the Rams last week and had a big, big win over the Jaguars yesterday. Joe Flacco, another solid game. 311 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Um, so, yeah, there's there's the question for you is not only – you know, will the Browns make the playoffs? But can this team, with how their defense is, how their running game is, and now what looks like to be a veteran quarterback leading the way, actually win a playoff game? I, 
I, you can't say no, right? Because that, that defense is, if not the best in the league in the conversation, the offense is good enough. And let's be honest, who do we love? We don't, we don't love Miami. We don't love Baltimore. I'm sure we're quickly falling out of love with Kansas City. Yeah. Can they win a playoff game? Absolutely. There's no reason that anybody in the AFC can't beat somebody else. I don't love anybody except, I mean, maybe this much, maybe the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, we'll get to everything in a minute. Jeez. As I told you, jam-packed week. This Cleveland Browns team, after last week, I thought, man, that's it. They're fucked. You know, they, their defense got you know absolutely obliterated by the Rams. And then they, they showed some fucking resiliency. And in week number two, Joe Flack is like, hey, guys, remember me? I won a Super Bowl. I got paid. I know what I'm doing out here. I've never loved Joe Flacco, but out of – a ton of replacement or backup quarterbacks you can get. You can do a hell of a lot worse. In fact, I mean, the Browns did a hell of a lot worse. That's why I brought Joe Flacco in. Um, and, man, he showed the fuck up. Uh, and, and he played good against the Rams last week. So now I, I do worry about Flacco here because he pulled some similar shenanigans with the Jets. Remember that? I think it was like early last year. He was like unstoppable early in the season and and then then he's just like oh yeah i'm joe flacco i'm I'm not that good so we'll see we'll <laughs> see if he can hold on to these things uh point number four did zach wilson's stock rise this week yeah as i mentioned the jets dominated the texans yesterday and it was you know zach wilson's great performance that led the way for this new york jets team uh you know he got aaron Rodgers' stamp of approval the vote of confidence um he saw his replacement struggle and get cut, so that has to say, hey, this wasn't all on me. And he went out with something to prove. He he rose to the occasion. He had his best game all season. I would almost argue this this could have been like Zach Wilson's best game of his career. So with a few more starts left in the season, is there a chance for Zach Wilson to change the perception about him and, and possibly convince a team that he's worth a shot? I think so. That was, you know, when we talked about Zach Wilson last week, that was kind of my thing is, A, do yourself a favor and get out of the Jets. But B, if you're going to get an opportunity to start and play, just cut it loose. Just show other teams what you can do because it's a quarterback-driven league and there are some quarterback-starving teams out there. There's a real opportunity for him to sign somewhere, probably even better than the Jets, where he might have an opportunity to make the playoffs and kind of resurrect his career, which hasn't been that successful. This was a nice game. If he could put together two, three more of these games the remainder of the season, I yes, I definitely think the perception on Zach Wilson would change. Yeah, listen, man, like, I, I applaud the kid, right? I mean, um, you know, he was getting a lot of shit for your people saying, oh, he wants to shut himself down so he doesn't get injured. And that, you know, that seemed like a false narrative. It seems like a logical question to ask. You know, you ask veteran players questions about, you know, your career or their careers. It's like, hey, you know, it looks like the Jets are moving on from me. You know, like you suggest that I, you know, shut myself down, right? I I, I don't give him shit for that. Like, I think there's, there's a lot of negativity around Zach Wilson. He's admitted to some of it. 
But I think it's just a fucking excuse. You know, I think it's a it's a piss poor run organization. I don't think Sale is the fucking guy there. I used to like Robert Sale. I don't think he's a good head coach though. You know, I think I think he's he should be on a sideline as a defensive guy. Um, but you know, is his uh, you've seen other coordinators come out of San Francisco. I mean, uh, uh, was it uh, D'Amico Ryan, right? The guy down in uh, uh, Houston. You know, turn that fucking franchise around. You got uh, uh, fucking Screech Powers down in fucking Miami turning that fucking team around, you know? <laughs> uh, so I, I think there's a lot of finger pointing, a lot of excuses as Zach Wilson. Now, again, he hasn't done the best to communicate and the best to be a leader in the locker room. Um, but, you know, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> you know, and again, we can we can talk about Aaron Rodgers' motives here, like really seems to care about this kid where he couldn't give two fucks about Jordan Love when he was now again that that narrative has changed a bit because apparently like him and Jordan Love t- like text message like every week apparently like you know uh, he's he's been giving Jordan Love advice th- this year as well so maybe Aaron Rodgers has turned over this this leaf of of yeah it's not all about him uh, but there, you know I think that there's a lot of negativity that's been put on Zach Wilson he fucking showed up. I'm almost rooting for him, right? I'm almost rooting for him to, you know, give a fucking double middle finger to the fucking uh, Jets out the door and uh, go on and and actually, you know, it'd be you know it'd be something if he went to the fucking Patriots and like actually became like <laughs> Tom Brady there. <laughs> yeah, just, just he goes to the Patriots and they go on to win fucking Super Bowls. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. Not gonna happen, but it'd be fucking amazing. All right, um, point number five: Who's gonna win the NFC South? God, just when you thought things were getting clearer and Atlanta was getting a chance to fucking pull away in the South, they lost to the Bucks. So Atlanta drops to six and seven. So Tampa's that was their second win in a row. Now they're six and seven. The Saints, they they had a dominating defensive performance yesterday. They improved to six and seven. So there you go, Panther. Three six and seven teams. Who's gonna win the South? Not the Carolina Panthers. Outside of that, I that's don't know. That's a solid bet. That's a solid bet, Sex Panther. That's, so, yeah. that's very good. One, a 1-12 one in 12 team, definitely not going to win the, the NFC South. A bold prediction there, Panther. The other three, I mean, do we care? Like, somebody's going to get into the playoffs, and then they're going to get bounced in the first round. And I don't think it matters. There, there really are three of the same team. I probably like Tampa Bay more so than the other two, but... I don't like any of them. I, I they're they're not Philadelphia. They're not San Francisco. They're not Dallas. They're not Detroit. There's no chance of them advancing. So, yay! One of them is going to get a little asterisk next to their name. Probably not till week 18. <laughs> but uh, one of them is going to get in, and they're going to get bounced in the first round. I don't think it matters. If you're asking me to put $25 on a team, Tampa Bay is playing the best right now. I guess they've won two in a row. I think I like their talent better and probably this isn't saying much like their quarterback better, but that's not really It's more like a shot at the other two quarterbacks. I, I think I'm going to lean the saints here. Okay. So here's Atlanta. Atlanta's got the Panthers next week. Win Colts tougher game at bears at bears, man. That's, that's not easy anymore. And then at the Saints to close out the season. So I think the, the Falcons have the the, the toughest schedule. That's a tough um, schedule. Tampa Bay's got a tough one too. At Green Bay, 
versus the Jaguars versus the Saints, and then close the season at the Panthers. And then New Orleans versus the Giants next week at the Rams, at the Buccaneers versus the Falcons. So some divisional games mixed in there. So it really could come down to the wire. But I, I unfortunately, I'm going to lean New Orleans with eight wins. To, 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 like a sub-500 record is going to win the South. That's what's going to happen. Terrible. They, yeah. Terrible. Yeah, re- there you need- go. That's good enough. Terrible. Yeah. Do they need to reconsider this expanded playoff thing, or just it is what it is? Man, I I just don't know what I think about divisions anymore. Like, so I, I'll tell you this: like, why do we keep Dallas in the NFC East? It's it's all about the the you know, rivalries, yeah. right? Yeah. But I mean, Dallas doesn't belong in the NFC East. <laughs> I'm just saying. Man. Tampa yeah. Bay or Carolina probably do. Uh, there's there's teams that are are yeah. So if you're looking at divisions, you're keeping divisions together maybe because of some rivalries or so forth. But to me, divisions don't matter anymore. I mean, you can have divisions to have those matchups, but like a division winner, I don't think should default just automatically. You get a division winning banner, you won the division. I don't think it should be an automatic nod into the playoffs though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that that should be it anymore. It should be record. You know, you're in a shitty division and you beat your division fucking opponents. And, you know, that could be six wins right there. Right. It, yay. What's that mean? What's that mean for the fucking league? And the like, it means nothing to me. Keep the divisions. Give them the little fucking banner, the little pennant that they could put up for winning the division. Win some fucking games, make the playoffs, because a fucking sub-500 team is going to get in, and there's probably going to be some teams out there that get 9, 10 wins that are on the outside looking in. I think that's bullshit. Get no automatic fucking in if you win the division. That's my opinion. I'm on board. All right. Uh, Point number six, the top seed in the AFC will be dot, dot, dot. So the Chiefs lost again. (laughs) That happened. Uh, this time to a pesky Bills team who uh, now they're back in the playoff hunt. Yay, Bills. Uh, and you look at the Chiefs, and I'm going to I'm gonna throw up a little in my mouth, Panther, but they got to watch out for the Broncos. The, the <laughs> Chiefs have to watch out for the Broncos right now for their division. Um, Jags lost again. They're, they're absolutely – the Jags are lucky that both Houston and Indianapolis lost this week. Because the ja- the Jags have lost two in a row, so now it looks like it's the Ravens and the Dolphins going to fight for the top seed. The Ravens snuck out an overtime win over my Rams yesterday. Oh, that was a tough one. That was that was a tough one, Panther. Probably a huge blow to my Rams uh, playoff uh, run. They're, they're still in it. Still, Rams still got a chance. But man, they played the Ravens tough. Ravens came on top in that one. And then Dolphins. We'll talk about them in a little bit. They're taking on the Titans tonight in Monday, one of the Monday football games. So I'm going to ask you this: Is it? Is it? It's. It's got to be between those two teams, Miami and and Baltimore. Who do you give the edge to? Um, I give the I give the edge to Baltimore, but that's with the caveat of not knowing Miami's remaining schedule because, as I've maintained. Miami has gotten really fat off of a soft schedule. Um, so if they've got to maintain a soft schedule, then they could 
they could walk away with it. Baltimore, if they've got divisional games, Cleveland's going to be a tough out. I, uh, Cincinnati, I know they face them, I believe, at the final game of the season. That could be a tough out. Uh, I think Baltimore's the better team, but Miami could be the team that walks away with the number one seed just because they're benefiting from an incredibly weak schedule. I'll say this. Uh, one, both of them have tough schedules from here on out. Both teams have tough schedules. And two, they play each other at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah. So here you go. Miami. They got the Titans tonight. They got the Jets next week. Then it's Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. Wow. Baltimore, Baltimore. They've got the Jaguars, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and then they end with the Steelers. So again, each of them have, I'd say, like one kind of gimme game left. And then three hard games, and they play each other. Right now in the standings, I mean, Miami should win against the Titans tonight. Again, we'll get to that game. I don't want to get ahead of myself. So both of them would then be at 10-3. and three. It, it might come down to them facing each other, Panther. Yeah, the head-to-head obviously is going to make a difference. But I, I, as much as I dislike the Buffalo Bills, I'm not burying them especially against a Miami team. Nope. nope. Um, yeah, I I think I like Baltimore's chances. I mean, we don't think much of Pittsburgh. That should be a win. So, matter of fact, a shout-out to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers um, sucking so bad, guaranteed the Chicago Bears the number one overall pick in next year's draft. <laughs> oh, via, via, via the Carolina Panthers. Yes, by by yes, losing yes, to yes. by losing to New England and Arizona, they gave the Bears the number one pick. Uh, but yeah, the answer to the question is I think Baltimore probably has the best shot here. Yeah, I, I I think so. I do think because that game is in Baltimore, and I do think the Ravens uh, will be a tough matchup for Miami. Um, man, was, dude, that was brutal yesterday. Rams, oh God. Fucking overtime punt return. A fucking punt return, Panther. Oh, <laughs> fucking damn it. It's anyway, extra point here. Will Sex Panther apologize? The Cowboys beat the Eagles yesterday after playing them tough in their first matchup this year. Dallas has now won back-to-back games against winning teams, currently sits atop the NFC East. Now, Philly controls their destiny. If they can win out, they would have the tiebreaker since then it would go to conference wins and then they would actually have enough conference wins. But as of today, this moment in time, Zex Panther, the Philadelphia Eagles are a wildcard team and the Dallas Cowboys are leading the division. I myself, I bet on the Cowboys. I, I bet on them. And I will say this. I have never doubted them, Sex Panther. I have, I have, I have never doubted the, the Dallas Cowboys. This is, this is a team that I if you download and listen to every single episode. You know me. I've just been saying all wonderful things about Dallas Cowboys. Top of my D-Gen rank week to week. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, Sex Panther. I love the Dallas Cowboys. How about you? Are you you ready to, to, to finally listen to me? Finally, after all these weeks, finally listen to me of, of me saying that the Dallas Cowboys are a great team and Dak Prescott's going to be an MVP. And, um, man, this is, this is well-coached. This, this is really tough for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> D- Dallas won. Are, are you are you ready to drink the Cowboys Kool Aid here? Um, no, no, but I'm not going to bury them as much as I have, and it wasn't as much as I buried them. I just spit facts. 
They hadn't beaten anybody. And when they did play somebody, they lost. So they played somebody again, and they won. And they won convincingly. And I will give them that. That, that was a very nice, quality, dominating win. So, uh, well, again, apology from me? Oh, hell no. But will there be a significant change in the DGEN rank on Wednesday? Yeah, I think you'll be maybe stunned, shocked, surplised, perplexed, and a few other adjectives about where the Dallas Cowboys end up in the rank. But that was a very good quality win. Um, they, they go toe-to-toe with the Eagles. I don't know if they go toe-to-toe with the 49ers, but they go toe-to-toe with the Eagles, and I will give them that. I, I'm going to tell you something that's shocking about the Philadelphia Eagles, or I'm going to ask you something. Where's their defense ranked in opponents' points per game? Just pick a number out of the hat. Uh, 20. Ooh, too high. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep going, keep going. You want another shot? Second, 20. second. 26. Ooh, too high. Oh, my goodness. They're 28th. They're my below gosh. the Giants. They're below Detroit. They're below Denver, who lost by 55 points at one point this season. They're below Seattle. The only teams that are giving up more points per game are the Colts, the Cardinals, the Panthers, and the Washington Commanders. Three out of those four teams are just absolutely dreadful, right? And the Colts, the Colts are are still, you know, living on sins from earlier in the season of giving up a lot of points. 24.7 points per game they're giving up on the season. Over their last three games, they're giving up 36.3 points per game. So whatever Philadelphia defense we saw last year, we're not seeing. Dallas, on the other hand, giving up 17.9 points per game this season. That's fourth on the year. Uh, I think Philadelphia's got something to be worried about. I, I genuinely think they are not the same team we saw last year. And Dallas is, is again, you can talk about their schedule. We talked about Philadelphia. And this, this is where I feel like we're very even, you know, we, we call it as we see it. We called it last year with Philadelphia and their cakewalk schedule. We called it this year with Dallas and their cakewalk schedule. But you know what? Dallas got two playoff bound teams or two, you know, above 500 teams. And, and they beat them too. So, again, um, I probably, yeah, I admit, yeah, I probably overlooked Dallas uh, a bit here. Uh, their their defense is is pretty fucking good. And um, their offense not too shabby either. I mean, what Dak Prescott and uh, C.D. Lamb's doing out there, uh, they finally figure out what the fuck to do with Tony Pollard. It took them, I'd say, about four or five weeks for Dak to adjust to the new offense. And, and now that team is clicking. Dallas Cowboys, scary team, Sex Panther. Dallas Cowboys, scary team, but the Philadelphia Eagles defense, given the stats and the numbers that you've given, do have something very much to worry about because if your defense is going to give up five touchdowns a game, I mean, Detroit can score, Dallas can score, we know San Francisco can score, Minnesota can take advantage of a piss-poor defense, Green Bay can take advantage of a piss-poor defense, I don't know if Atlanta, New Orleans, or Tampa can, but that could spell a lot of problems for the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs. 
Totally agree. All right, we're about thirty-five minutes into this show, Sex Panther. Uh, we're a set a record. Uh, we we can just call it quits right now if you want to, but we've got still got a ton to fucking talk about. So let's take a quick break, and after that, two Monday night football games, a bunch of NBA, dude. I got like five games to fucking bet on in the NBA, and a little bit of hockey as well. Stay tuned. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back with you, possibly never even left you. We do got that first Monday Night Football game where the Tennessee Titans are in Miami taking on the Dolphins. Dolphins, a 13-and-a-half point favorite. Oh, man. Are you betting the Dolphins to cover this one? You know, when you look at the recency for the Titans, they have struggled offensively, and their defense isn't terrible, but it's not exactly good. But they have managed to get blown out by two touchdowns or more a handful of times. You look at Miami, uh, four wins in the last five games, and it's the who's who of nobodies. I talk about Miami's schedule. They're getting fat off of some really bad teams. And I think Tennessee qualifies as one of the bottom feeders. We're kind of waiting to slide them into the bottom five. This game might get them to the bottom five as we slide the New York Jets out of the bottom five. I don't think the Titans have a chance to win this game on the road in Miami. Monday night football, the Dolphins can score points in bunches. Tennessee has nobody that can cover Tyreek Hill. Now, caveat, asterisk, whatever. Don't know if it matters. Yesterday's passing of Frank Wycheck. Does that do anything for the locker room? Do the Titans players, do they even know him? Do they care? I don't know. Sometimes that little emotional shit paid plays a factor, but I don't think it can make this Titans team better than who they are. I will eat those 13 and a half points and put $25 on the fish from Miami. I made a commitment in the beginning of the season to bet on every single Monday night game and every single Thursday night game. I just, that was something that I committed to. So I'm going to bet this one. However, if this was mixed into the slate of just normal Sunday football games, I would stay the fuck away from this one. I wouldn't even touch this one, right? Because you're right. Uh, Miami capable of just blowing teams out by double digits and the Titans capable of losing by double digits. I just don't see it happening tonight. I'm going to take 14. I can get 14 uh, for the Titans. So I'll take the two touchdowns here. I'm going to bet the Titans $25 on the Titans with the two touchdowns. And bank on the fact that this isn't a daytime game in Miami. It's going to be uh, cooler, right? It's going to be a, a, a little bit later on, and it's going to be a cooler game. 
so you don't have to worry about that blazing sun on the fucking sidelines. And, and it's December, so it would be cooler in Miami in general. Uh, but you don't have to worry about that sun just blaring down on the opponent's sidelines. I, you know, I don't, I don't love this Titans team, and, and but they can slow things down a bit. You know, they can run the ball with Derrick Henry and kind of grind things out a little bit. Maybe, uh, you know, limit this Miami offense. You know, at times, at times this Miami offense. I mean, you know, we think about that team that put up seventy against the Broncos, and then the following week only put up 20 and lost by 28 to the bills. This offense can be slowed down. You know, chiefs chiefs kept them to 14 points. And now that was that Germany game. I get that Raiders held them to 20 points. You can find a way to slow down this Miami team. And I think the Titans do enough to, to maybe just lose exactly by two touchdowns. So I'm glad I don't have to, I don't have this hook. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah, $25 bet on the Titans. All right, second Monday Night Football game here in New Jersey. We had a game in New Jersey yesterday, and fucking uh, it was a Ramon straight up bet the Jets to win, and they beat the shit out of the Texans. And here you go, Monday Night Football. Big game for the Packers. They're on the road minus six. Who the fuck would have thought that? It's the next Panther. The fucking Packers minus six on the road. Against the Giants. Ah, oh, man. You, you ready? You ready to fucking uh, jump on board uh, Green Bay and, and they're going to make the playoffs now if they win this one? What do you think? I think they might make the playoffs just because everybody else in the NFC is trash. Just absolute trash. They'd probably win the AF, NFC South if they could just switch divisions, but it doesn't get any further away from being South than Green Bay, Wisconsin. Going against the Giants... Look, we don't like the Giants. I, I I don't like the Giants at all, but they've been competitive. They've played better. They are at home. I think the fans will come out for this game, Monday Night Football. I don't feel good about it. I just Full disclosure, I'm betting the game. Like you, I pretty much bet every Monday Night game, but I don't feel good about it. I'm going to eat the six points and take the Packers. I think the Giants probably can keep this closer. They might cover, but the Packers are playing so good. They're playing disciplined. They're not lucky. They're not explosive, but they're disciplined. Jordan Love might actually be the real deal now. I think we were ready to just cast him aside and ask who the Packers are going to look at in the draft. Not so fast. This might be their quarterback. So we'll see if I'm right. I'm going to jump on that Jordan Love train and the Packers for 25 bucks. You know, uh, if they didn't lose that one to Pittsburgh, it was a 23-19 loss, and that was a silly one that the Packers lost. I remember that one. If they didn't lose that one, they'd be on a five-game winning streak right now. Now, granted, they still are on a three-game winning streak. They are a a pretty hot team in the scheme of things, and this would be their fourth in a row. And I do think they get their fourth in the row. My problem is I have this exactly as a six-point game. And whenever that's the case... I have to take the team at home getting the points. So I'm going to bet the Giants here, $25 bet on the Giants, but it's exactly six points. I, you know, so I could, I could easily go and say, yeah, well, Green Bay's, you know, I'll bet Green Bay and hope for a fucking dumb push here. Um, but I, listen, man, it seems like the, the, the Giants have rallied around this DeVito kid. Um, 
you know, I, I can't give much stock in them beating the Patriots last week. Same thing. They put up a 30 spot against the fucking commanders a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, this is a team that just can absolutely get obliterated. Like just absolutely be humiliated. Monday night football. You hope that they show up. If you're a giants fan, uh, Four and eight record. I mean, technically, still not out of it. We talked about this, right? You know, they they have a chance to still make the playoffs in the NFC. It's it's a slim chance, but they still got a chance. I think that those playoff hopes absolutely die and get crushed. Say Green Bay should win this one, but I'll bet the Giants with the points. All right, on to the NBA. I told you I got five. That's a full slate of games. Hopefully, there's some overlap. Sex Panther, where are you at? I expect there to be some overlap. I only have four. But in typical Panther fashion, this is the way I'm going. There's a lot of fading of bad teams today. Let's start with Miami going to Charlotte. Uh, you know, all these teams have had some extended time off because of this ridiculous in-season tournament that caused Max and I both to vomit inside our mouths. Terrible, just absolutely terrible. And now they're talking <sighs> about giving, like, renaming the the in-season tournament MVP after LeBron James, and it, oh, it, this Christ. whole thing can go fuck itself. The whole fucking thing just, <laughs> just, just literally, like, bend over and fuck itself. Yeah, according to LeBron, he's got his fifth trophy now. So um, that, that counts, right? That, that's another championship for LeBron. But Miami's at Charlotte. Charlotte's not good. Even when everybody's injured, I don't even know if everybody's playing. Is LaMelo still injured? I don't know. I don't care. I don't think it matters. Miami, not a great road team, but they can handle Charlotte. I'll eat the three and a half, ten bucks on the Miami Heat. Give you some moral support in this one. I'm not going to bet it, but I do think the Heat should come away with the win. Um, Should be able to cover this one as well. Have not been playing great basketball uh, recently. And then, uh, you know, again, we've mentioned historically not a great road team. They are a winning road team this season. So maybe you have that going to your advantage. Charlotte is, um, yeah, they're they're one of the worst teams in the East, possibly one of the worst teams in the league. So, yeah, moral sport lean on Miami. Nice segue. Speaking of one of the worst teams in the league, the Detroit Pistons are at home. They're going to host the Indiana Pacers. I, I don't know if they're demoralized or, you know, they're down about not beating the Lakers. I don't know if anybody really cares. But this Pacers team did show something in this tournament. This is an up-and-coming team. And the NBA has been put on notice by somebody that Max and I were already well aware of. And that is Tyrese Halliburton. Dude is an absolute stud. All they have to do is just get him a wingman. Get him somebody to help him out on the wing, like I'm not just saying a Robin, I mean like literally small forward, powers, power forward, somebody up there to help him with the rebounds and the shooting. And this Pacers team can do a lot of damage. The way they are now, they're a tough out for somebody in the NBA playoffs in the Eastern Conference. A six and a half against the Pistons who have found a way to get just bitch slapped every time they take a court. Seems like a gift. I will eat the six and a half and put 10 bucks on the Pacers. I'm also going to eat the six and a half points with you and bet the Indiana Pacers. I, I've liked this Indiana Pacers team a ton uh, earlier in the season. They went through a little bit of a lull, but yeah, they showed something in this stupid fucking in-season tournament. And, uh, you know, they did lose to the Lakers. I get it. I don't think they're going to be demoralized. I think they're going to realize that this is, uh, you know, this is a team that is on the rise. It's funny, too, is you don't think of trades that ever work out for both teams, but swapping Halliburton for uh, Sabonis 
you know, it 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 was the trade that both teams needed to make. <laughs> and so uh, I think um, it gets the bonus back though. Oh uh, god, yeah. Well, that would be just insane. Uh totally agree with you with the Pacers in this one. I think they win and cover ten dollar bet on Indiana. Next game up, continuing the trend of fading bad teams. The Washington basketball team, the Bullets, as we like to call them here, will travel to Philadelphia, take on the 76ers. Uh, whatever they thought they lost in James Harden, they gained in Tyrese Maxey. He's been an absolute godsend for the 76ers team. Washington, they're just not very good. Kuzma can only do so much. He doesn't have a lot of help around him. Ten and a half points, admittedly, is a lot of points. But Washington's not good anywhere, let alone on the road. And Philadelphia is who they are and have who they've been over the last several years at home. I'll eat those 10 and a half and put $10 on the Sixers. I should mention that uh, with that loss, if Detroit does lose today, that would be their 20th in a row. That's just astounding how bad they would, you know, they, they are this season. Uh, making San Antonio with their 16-game losing streak look kind of fucking cute at this point in time. But let's not lose sight of the fact that the Washington Wizards are an absolutely terrible fucking team. You know, uh, I think I think in fact their last win. I, I'm going to pull this up. I think their last win was over Detroit. Like, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. Yeah, their last win was over Detroit. <laughs> so that's who they're capable of beating. Um, Sixers roll in this one, right? The Sixers absolutely roll in this one. I just. It was a fraction, a hair too many points for me. Let's see if we can get better than the 11 and a half. Cannot. In fact, this is minus 12 in some books. 11 and a half. I'll lean the Wizards plus the 12. I'll, I'll do that. Um, but yeah, 76ers should win this one. God, I had it at 10 and a half two hours ago. Bullshit. Let's see if this one's still where I had it because it was already pushing the envelope. Last game up for me, another team that sucks donkey dong. The San Antonio Spurs are going to Houston, take on the missiles. We love this new look Rockets team. They're, they're, they're young, they're fun, they're energetic. Uh, and I think the Spurs will get there. They're just a little too young and still trying to find their identity. Victor Wimbanyama, last time out, 20 points, 20 boards. Absolutely ridiculous what this kid's doing at the ripe old age of 18 years old. First year in the NBA. The kid is special. I'll give him that, but his team is not. Missiles are going to win this game. I got to eat eight and a half, Max. I feel like it's too many, but man, the Spurs are very capable of losing by double digits. Give me the Rockets for 10 bucks. I'm going to eat the eight and a half with you. Now, here's, here's the problem. There is one eight on the board. Like we can get an eight. And it's the one sports book that I'm banned from. Oh, man. <laughs> so if you can get Caesars at minus eight, you take it. But it's the one that I just I'm not allowed to bet at. So but anyway, Caesars has eight. Um, if you can get the eight, you can do the eight. We are stuck with the eight and a half. Um, I was hoping that Schmidt Schmivers would 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 give us the eight. But no, they're still at eight and a half as well. So, yeah. More than moral support, I'm betting this one with you. So if we got two legs of the parlay set with Indiana and, and uh, Houston. So uh, there we go. Uh, I think we hit another parlay, by the way. Um, we did. So, we yeah, did. so there you go. It's two for December. That's two more than November. <laughs> $10 bet on the Rockets. Gambler's fallacy. We were due. I'm done. You should have a couple more. I do, and I'm going to continue to eat some chalk for a bit. Let's look at OKC against Utah, uh, the Thunder at home. 
uh, hosting a Utah Jazz team that if this was in Utah, I'd probably be staying away. But since it's on the road and the Utah Jazz, not very good on the road, 1-10 on the road this year. And uh, OKC, pretty damn good home team. Um, let's see if I can get better than this. I can get 12 and a half. There you go. $10 bet on the Thunder to cover the 12 and a half. Yeah, that was just too many for me. I think there's no doubt Oklahoma City wins this game. And it's very possible they win by 13 or more points. But that was just too many. I don't hate the Jazz team as much as I hate some of these other teams. Uh, Lori Markkinen, very capable player, putting up big numbers. So... Uh, Lean Utah with the 12 and a half. I'm going to bet one, but as I'm doing it, I need to pull up this injury report to see if there is something that I'm missing here because I need you to explain the Minnesota Timberwolves New Orleans Pelican line for me. Uh, Minnesota, uh, this is Anthony Edwards questionable. This this could be the reason. This could, He could be out in this one. New Orleans uh, at home favored by three, three and a half. Good team. Good Pelicans team. You know, like a good Pelicans team. They're not Minnesota. Uh, you know, I think I think Minnesota is one of the best teams in the league right now. Um, they've won six games in a row. Pretty damn good on the road. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the points and hope that Anthony Edwards plays a $10 bet on Minnesota. You know, Minnesota team that's built their rotation around the Twin Towers of Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns puts a lot of pressure on a guy like Anthony Edwards. And when he's not there, then it's Malik Beasley, who's okay, but he's no Anthony Edwards. And if Edwards is out, I think that is probably where the line came into play. New Orleans, though, like we like this team. Brandon Ingram having a great season. I mean, like nobody is talking about how good Brandon Ingram's season is. Zion's playing well. They've got good role players, and they're at home. I'm just not eating chalk. Not against Minnesota. I'll lean the T-Wolves with the points, um, but this was just too close to call for me. All right, let's look at this uh, Cleveland-Orlando game. Orlando at home, minus two and a half. I'm going to bet the magic in this one, but some injuries to be considerate of for Orlando. Jalen Suggs, questionable for today. Jonathan Isaac out. Wendell Carter Jr. out. And Markel Fultz out. So some injuries for this Orlando Magic team. That is one of the deeper teams in the NBA. We'll say that about the Orlando Magic. Uh, Cleveland, though, man, that's it's not been a great fucking season for Cleveland. And there's already a lot of rumors that uh, their prized acquisition of Donovan Mitchell could be out the fucking door already and possibly end up with uh, the New York Knicks at some point. Like that's the that's that's Knicks hope right there. I bet uh, Cavs um, winning on the road. So they're able to do it on the road. And not so much at home. Let's see if they can do it in Orlando where, oh, by the way, the Orlando Magic are 10 and 2. One of the best records at home this season. I don't think so. $10 bet on the Magic. Too close to call, but you're right about the Cavs. This is a team that, that I think they've got two problems, right? You got two of the same player in Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. And then I honestly think they've got two of the same player in Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. They're going to have to figure out what to do at those two positions because they're, they're basically double dipping and it's not working. They can trade. If it's Mitchell that's got to go, they can probably get some draft capital and then get a more of a shooting guard, more of a, a Clay Thompson, Seth Curry kind of player and let Garland be the point, book, point guard. 
and maybe they can find more of a Lori marketing type player so that you don't have the dominant rebounding guys like Allen and Mobley. I think there's just the dynamic of their offense is crippled by having too many of the same player plays. He playing the same position. That said this game, can they beat the magic with all those injuries? Yes, they can. Can they lose to the magic? Yes, they can. Banchero is ideally the kind of guy the magic or the uh, Cavs would just uh, would love to have. I would man if I could trade Mobley or Allen for Banchero, but the, the Magic are never going to do that. That's their guy. I will lean the Magic, but I don't love this game because I really think it's a coin flip game. All right, last one up for me, and this is a I would say a potential upset alert. If this was if this team was at home, I would probably bet them on the money line, but they're on the road where they're eh. And that's the Brooklyn Nets heading to Sacramento to take on the Kings. I actually like this Brooklyn Nets team. Like, I don't know why, but they're a pretty good team. Like, really. Like, this this is a team that we thought could possibly be in the dregs of the fucking league. And they're finding ways to win games. And, I, you know, they won three games in a row. And, and they're, they're just a team that goes out and plays solid basketball. This Kings team... Mm. They should be much better than they are. So maybe the Kings wake up at some point and be the team that they need to be. I know they've had some injuries. De'Aaron Fox has missed some time. On tonight, though, uh, I'm getting five for the Nets. And I'm going to take this five. It's, it, I think Brooklyn keep this close. $10 bet on the bets. Yeah, I agree with you, which is exactly why I'm not on this game. I like the Kings better. I think they're the better team. They've definitely got the two best players on the floor. But that said, Brooklyn has played incredibly well as a cohesive unit. They get great uh, play out of Nick Claxton um, and the, the role players at the other positions. Ben Simmons, I believe, is still on the, the injury report. But Sacramento has actually lost games at home. So it's, like, it's not even like there's a home court advantage or it's an automatic win for the Kings. I, I, I think the Kings are the better team. Sabonis or Fox, either one could go for a 30 spot any given night. But this is too close to call. I'll lean the Sacramento Kings. But, man, this should be an actual really good game. All right. Over to the ice. We do have some games on the board today. I'm only betting one of them. But let's see. How many you got? If we can get this to be a 60-minute episode, Panther. I'm going to bet three, but it's not – I mean, I can go quick in hockey. Toronto's at the Islanders. You guys know how I feel about Toronto. And with the line being the way it is, I think Vegas doesn't like Toronto here either. Islanders, not great at home, but catching a plus line. The line, the Vegas line just tells me it's supposed to be the Islanders. Give me the Islanders for 10 bucks. I'm totally betting the Islanders in this one. Absolutely. This is a team that's actually played really good hockey over their you know, last 10, 10 or so games. Uh, they've won a couple at uh, in a row. They, they're actually pretty good at home this year. Uh, you know, uh, they've uh, it's the overtime. Overtime keeps fucking them over. <laughs> Honestly, I've never seen a team just get fucked over in overtime as much as this fucking Islanders team, it seems. Um, and Toronto. Yeah. What can we say about Toronto? We've said it all before. So to me, I like the Islanders here. $10 bet on New York. Next game up, Detroit's going to Dallas. Neither one of these teams are playing really good hockey right now. But Dallas has been getting beat at home. They've lost three of their last four, and they've had trouble scoring. I think they probably win this game, 
but there's just way too much value on Detroit having a legitimate shot at winning this game at plus 180 or thereabouts. I'm going to take a flyer. Give me 10 bucks on Detroit Red Wings. Uh, yeah, totally agree. And Flyers, not, I'm um, sorry, uh, Flyers, uh, Red Wings, uh, not as shitty as they were last year on the road. You know, they do have a winning record on the road. Uh, still, that home team, if this was at home, absolutely be a bet for me. I'm going to lean the Red Wings with you. Yeah, plus 180. This is all down to fucking 218 at some books for Dallas. I don't think so. I, I Dallas is a very good team. I don't think they're that much better than the Detroit Red Wings. So, yeah, more sport lean on Detroit. Last game up for me. Calgary is at Colorado. Same dance. It's just same bet. I mean, Colorado should win, but I just, I don't hate Calgary. They're not a bad team, but there's just too much value here. I'm getting, what? I don't forget what I wrote down here, about plus 155 or something like that. I think they've actually got a legitimate shot at winning this game. I'll take the Calgary Flames for 10 bucks. Yeah, I get you 160 in that one. Um, I'm going to lean Colorado. It's too chalky for me. Colorado just not playing their best hockey. Uh, Panther, so it has been jockeying between Dallas and Colorado in the Western Conference uh, Central uh, Division over there. But neither team is in first place right now. It's the goddamn Winnipeg Jets are in first place in, in the Central Division right now. We saw oh. that coming. We, we, we all did. We all saw <laughs> so We all saw that coming. Uh, Nashville in fourth place, by the way. Nashville playing some good fucking hockey as well. Yeah, they're um, hot. Goddamn. Uh, yeah, so to me, Colorado cooled off a bit right now. I still think they're the better team. I still think they win, but way too chalky. But I'll lean the avalanche. Um, why not? Hit the fourth game. I kind of like Arizona there with that plus line against Buffalo. Not enough to fucking bet it. I'm going to lean the Coyotes in that one. Yeah, same bet. It was a coin flip game. I think I'd take the Coyotes just because of the plus line, but there wasn't a big enough plus line to justify a bet. So I'm with you. A lean on the Coyotes. All right, we do have our DJ parlay all put together here. So we have in the NHL, the New York Islanders plus 114 at home against the Toronto Maple Leafs. We've got the Indiana Pacers minus six and a half in the NBA and the Houston Rockets minus eight in the NBA. That D-Gen parlay will pay out 681. Let's see if we can hit another one in this December. The, the December of parlays. It's the time of giving. And hopefully we're giving some money into your bank accounts. Uh, Panther, I know you're four days away from your vacation, but you still got to put in the work this week to make sure that we're making these guys some money. You know, these guys, these fools maybe. Right, something like that. We gotta make them some money. So in doing so, Panther, long episode. We're already hour in. Take us home. Yeah, take us home. Big shout out to Codfish, uh, Homer, Simpson, and X Chris for listening live. Thanks for getting up right and early, guys, and shooting the shit with us. You guys can shoot the shit with us too. Join our Discord, join the asylum, come on out and call us out, call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did over the weekend, what you're doing today. And when it's all said and done, kids, let's make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.